Red Dove, our stories center on Black women, activism, and mental health. I'm Liz. I'm Blue. And I'm Rainy. And this week is like recovery from one of the best five days I've ever had in like a couple years, certainly since COVID started. All right, audience, she did it. Rainy came out and visited Blue and I. So Rainy, I did. Did you think? <laughs> would you think of Philly? Oh my God! If I could transplant that Philly energy to California, I would in a heartbeat. I, I just, what an amazing state you guys have. I, I called myself just in awe. Funny, like I would just look at the simplest of shit and just be like, oh my gosh, you guys have this. This is amazing. Like I. Right. Had a long- I had a very long conversation with Liz about your, your highways, your interstates, your, I don't even know what you call them. <laughs> the things you drive on. <laughs> um, I'm so happy that I got to go during Juneteenth. And I think one of the biggest things that was absolutely just like halted me in my trap was the amount of black excellence I saw everywhere. I mean, to see professional black people just walking around in their power in large groups and large groups of just all black people, you know, it's not mixed up, not that, you know, being mixed up, isn't a good thing, but just to see all of these business owners and they're not just one in a sea of white owned stores. It is black business after black business, after black business, driving through the suburbs and seeing black lives matter signs in people's lawns not just one like oh yeah that's that's crazy dave's lawn back there you right. know? <laughs> he also he also has a lot of rabbits so he's a little weak right but just everybody right you see like you know white couples you know doing their lawn with their black lives matter sign out there and then the next neighbor across the street and then next door everywhere and pride flags everywhere the intersectionality flags i mean just i i hate to say that i was absolutely blown away by the amount of support for other people's lives there. It was just, I didn't realize I was missing that kind of community until I came out there and I was like, Mm. what is this? And that's not to say that, you know, the people in my community aren't like that, right? Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, if any of my listeners from my side are listening, you know, I love you and I appreciate, but it was just a different vibe. It was just very black centric. And again, the excellence of it, it just, it made me feel like hopped up, right? Like I felt like, like drunk on excellence, (laughs) you know? That is so good. It was, it was a beautiful thing to see. It was a beautiful thing to see, you know, in the streets and murals of famous and non-famous African-Americans and people doing their things in the streets and, and people, everybody, celebrating Juneteenth and wishing you a happy Juneteenth and people knowing what it is like right. <laughs> it was just it was awe-inspiring like I I think I got teary-eyed one night I mean I, I think I might have been really drunk too but <laughs> <laughs> I mean what an amazing city I loved it I mean it was a little humid that part I was <laughs> I was I think I was I kept making fun of Blue and Liz because you know I was like oh it's like 115 degrees at home like this is nothing but you know sitting out in that humidity after a while you're like, oh I get it right oh it's really hot right <laughs> <laughs> like the, 
this is a lot. Like, you know, walking outside and back, you're like, oh, it's no big deal. But you like spend some time walking. I walked myself too. I spent one of the days on my own and I was kind of exploring and I went to go see um, the Philadelphia Museum of Art. And then I went to go see the Mutters Museum, but I walked there. It's like, this is no big deal. It's like a mile and a half. I was a really hot mile and a half. I was, very, <laughs> I was, I was very sweaty in a lot of different places. <laughs> the, the chub rub was real, <laughs> was right? Like, but I loved it. I, I loved it. Sorry. That was a lot of me just gushing about your city. Let me stop. <laughs> I was like, yeah. the question was, what is your name? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. Right. <laughs> No, it's like swimming in heat. That's the best way to describe the humidity out here. It's like, it was 80s. I think the worst was like 95. But it's like, oh my God, you're just you're just standing there and you feel like hot water is coming at you. It's unbearable, in my opinion. It was, it was a lot to take in. I was just like, oh, I'm just, and I hate this word. And I never use this word when I say this word because it's the only way to describe it. I was just moist. It's like a total body moisture yeah. from head to toe. Yeah. yeah. What was your favorite part? If you have a favorite part. Oh, man. Let me. I would say I have two favorite parts, I think. No, I lied. I have three favorite parts. <laughs> My first favorite part, I think, would be um, the Juneteenth things we did. That was pretty awesome. And just, again, Ooh. seeing people come out and support and being joyful about this huge monumental thing. You know, it's a federal holiday now. and. Right to see people come out and, you know, it was so funny talking to you two, like, how should we dress? And you both were like, we really don't know. It could be anything. People could be dressed to the nines. People could be in jeans. We don't know. And I was like, okay, that's an interesting vibe, you know, in California, like, you know, you don't just show up in clubs in in tennis shoes. Like you, you, they'll kick you out sometimes. So I I did. Yeah. (laughs) Literally like I did. Right. Right. Flats. I was like, and I was at being in clubs and seeing other women in flats. I was like, oh, Philly is all about being comfortable. I am so, as a woman in her thirties, I am here for this. I am here <laughs> for not breaking my ankles on streets in these shoes that I can't wear. Right. So I would think that would be my first favorite part. My second part would be that night, that night where we went bar hopping <laughs> I just, I mean, just drinks. We so we went to that little Mexican food place and we were so awkward being out and about for the first time. Right. <laughs> right. It was amazing just hanging out there and then eating food and then going to the different neighborhoods. You guys were not lying about neighborhoods in Philadelphia. That like blew my mind. You could be walking and two blocks later, you're like, it's like a different city, but it's not right. it's a different neighborhood. And the vibe is completely different. And that was really interesting to walk around. And then, I mean, like, I think I must have like cried from laughing, hanging out <laughs> definitely with you guys. And I think you guys had mentioned about, um, you know, I, I think I've talked to the listeners about, you know, my resting approachable face. And um, oh my gosh, yeah, <laughs> talk about that for our Philly 
listeners. <laughs> I think you have to explain that more because I was very, I, I didn't think anything was weird. And you guys are like, this is very weird. I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I knew that you were like honest about it, but when it was happening real time on the East Coast, I was like, oh, these vibes are very different. The energy she's given extremely inviting. People are like stopping in their tracks to acknowledge her. Yeah, they would like open the door and they and people would be like, hi, have a good day. And Rainy's like, thanks, hi. Or you would just randomly like make eye contact with people and say hello to them. All of it was weird. And Luke <laughs> and I were like, that never happens. Like, if you do that to someone in Philly, they'd be like, what the fuck's your problem? <laughs> like, it never happened. And Blue and I were looking at each other and be like, did that just happen? My- did you just say hello to her? But you weren't kidding. People come like, yeah, you have a very happy, approachable aura about you. And it's definitely quite the opposite of Philly, to yes. say the least. That was, that was, I didn't notice it. I like, I didn't notice that that was a weird thing until you guys pointed it out. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. So that was fun. But I think the best part of the whole trip um, besides the taxi ride. Um, <laughs> great taxi ride, by the way. Yeah. Um, the what, point where we cried because we were laughing so hard. Weeping because we were laughing so hard. And that poor Lyft driver just good on him. She's like, I'm just going to keep driving. And we are just yes. weeping, weeping, weeping from laughing. There's another thing that never happens in Philly. When we got out of the cab, he said, Thanks, ladies. You were the best ride of my life, of my <laughs> night. Um, I don't know. That might happen. That might be said more in Philly and many other places than we realize. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. You were the best <laughs> ride of my life. <laughs> but I think my very favorite was actually just hanging out on the porch and talking to you guys and talking to you guys about social justice and the work we're doing and our theories on things and what blue is doing and what Liz is doing, what I am doing. And this camaraderie of just, just this, this deepness of souls really. And I really felt like a soul connection while I was there. And, you know, I've always loved you guys, but I mean, being in that same presence with you and just the vibe, I mean, like, it was like, we've always known each other. Right. And it was, I mean, like, I was just like, poor, poor Liz and Blue. I'm sitting here on West Coast time, like, just still yapping at 2 a.m. They're like, we're really tired. Right. <laughs> I'm like, um, well, uh, it's great to see you, but I'm going to take a nap on this couch and um, I'll be back later. <laughs> I was completely unaware of the time. <laughs> Yes, you were all about it. But that was awesome, though. I know I had a great time. I was so excited that you were here. It was a lot of fun. I was already halfway through. I was like, when can I come back? (laughs) We're already making plans. Yeah, definitely. I'd like to try to come back before the end of the year. Awesome. What about you guys? What was your favorite part? Well, thank you, Carrie, our super listener. Thank you so much for treating the three of us to a drink. Super appreciate it. And thank you for supporting yes. the show. Yes, that was yeah. so sweet. Thank you, Carrie. I did like the three of us went to Harriet's bookshop 
for their Juneteenth celebration. Harriet's Bookshop is, is a Black woman-owned bookshop in Philly in the Fishtown neighborhood. And she was uh, hosting a demonstration on screen printing, like to make your own shirts. And like she had live music. And I was really glad that the three of us got to go there together. It was like, oh, and, she, and the owner, Ms. Janine Cook, was there. So it was just like, I'm glad I got to experience that with you. Going out is something I haven't done since COVID started. Rainy and I got our nails done together. And that was like the first time I've done that since COVID. So it's like the little things and like a blur of fun and like hangover movie vibes and just so, so, so much fun. And just to go from zero to 10 after a year was exhilarating and exhausting at the day five. Like I definitely took off work the day that you left, the day after that you left. And I slept till 1130. Like I needed that because that was like so, so, so much fun. And I felt like out of shape on the fun zone because it was like I wasn't used to like so much fucking fun. And shout out to my mom for letting my two kids sleep over her house. The two nights that you stayed with me, like just to have, like you said, the talking for me was really awesome. Just like making a mixed drink, sitting together. And like you talk for hours and hours and hours and you're just like, where did the time go? But it's like very, it's a lot of like self-care. This work isn't easy. Take a retreat. I also didn't check social media all weekend. Um, I was too busy having fun in real life. And that felt great. I'm so glad I got to do it with you and Blue. My first outing re-entry safely in the pandemic. Like this weekend so this is like top five for sure. Like, thanks again for coming out. Like, we had a blast. Completely agree. I um I would say that one of my favorite parts was just was feeling that camaraderie within the city, where you know everybody wanted to kind of socialize with others, and then at the same time, it was almost like celebratory because as we were telling you, Rainy, you know this time in the Northeast everybody's outside all the time. Like we are, because we've been in a cave for so long. So as soon as it starts to warm up, we, you can't get us inside. We're determined. Like even Liz, she calls me whatever. I'm always on the porch. You know, that's just, we're always, I went to the beach um, mid-May and I forgot that the water was going to be as cold as I was talking to you about. So it's like, <laughs> we, as soon as we get some sun, we're like, oh, it's out. Let's get out there. You know, and it was so nice that so many people were just like, I think we, it feels like we should do this and we're out here. Like, let's enjoy this together. So that was really, really cool. And then I would say too, along with that, like Liz said too, just seeing you and like you said too, being in this space together where our energy could jump, you know, match, bounce off of each other and really be able to discuss, like, you know, you guys went really, really late into the morning. I, again, did not make it there to the point where, like, my brother and his wife were like, um, we were concerned that, you know, whether we should call the police. We didn't know if you were okay, because we're like, it's really past Blue's bedtime. Like, we don't know if she's all right. But <laughs> <it> <laughs> did, when I did participate, 
I was like, wow, this is great dialogue about similarities and differences, being able to compare, be especially with us being two Black women growing up in different spaces and being able to understand why I might cut you and why you're more in, inclined to smile. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, <laughs> like different things like that, you know, just these different spaces. And the other thing I would say is that I was really, really proud of myself that I stayed out until 4 a.m. I was extremely proud. I did not take a nap that day. I didn't think I had it in me ever again, like ever again. I, I really didn't. After the quarantine and they were like, we had to put bras on again. That was the first thing that I was like, oh Lord, I'm never going to be able to enter the real world again. I will be, I have to stay in the house because I have to put a bra on. So being able to, <laughs> you know, guzzle that coffee and then stay up. I was like, all right, this might, I just might be able to hang out at night sometimes. I felt a little empowered in that way. So yeah, thank you, Rainy, for your patience because talking to you is like real big newsflash for myself that out here, Philly, the streets that we took you on were dead. Zero people out for months and months and months and months and months. And then come and listen to you talk about certain parts of California. It's like it almost like it never stopped. Like, seriously, I'm glad it went well. And I can say this to you now because the weekend has passed. I was sweating bullets that shit wasn't going to be open. That I, I was to too. <laughs> right? <laughs> I was too. I was like, we don't have to pay for this girl to get back home and like send her back <laughs> with a gift card to do something in California. <laughs> but, you know, for me, even if we hadn't gone club hopping, if even if we hadn't done those things, it still would have been one of the best trips I've ever taken in my life. And that's, that's awesome. in part of you. It's you two. Seeing you two and again, vibing with you two and talking with you two and the feeling I felt and in myself and feeling so empowered being among, you know, these amazing women who are doing these amazing things. And just, you guys are so fucking funny. Like, Jesus, you're just so funny. Like, it just... It would just be like, I'd get like little, like, like tension headaches, like right here in my forehead <laughs> from laughing too hard. I'm like, let me just like get my guffawing under control. Like I need to stop. <laughs> like, so even if that hadn't happened, if we had found out everything was closed and we went back to my hotel and drank and talked, that would not have changed how awesome of a time I had at all. So like, I'm glad it worked out, but it wouldn't have made a difference. With I don't want you guys to think that I didn't have fun. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want you to be like, oh, I was for shit. <laughs> no, we get it. Because yeah. we're like, she ain't seen nothing yet. You didn't even get to see the bike yet. The bike culture. There's so right. many things that we didn't even touch. That's why for us, it's just like, oh, oh my gosh, there's not enough people outside. There's not enough loud music. There's not enough diversity. There's not enough restaurants open because we are so spoiled with culture culture here. Like right. we can't get enough of it. And that is the fun part, you know, but um, there are more memories to be made. Yeah, so I want to go back to Harriet's Bookshop. Liz, you bring that up. Super cool to meet the owner. She looks super cute, was killing it. Um, packed <laughs> event, the music. I wish that I had the band right now to be able to credit them. Please drop it in the comments on the page. 
so that we can give them their shout out, amazing band, um, and just to awesome job at crowd control with, you know, having a space and, and opening your space to others within this time. Like, you know, I always like to bring that up of doing the work, right? Because those are put, that's putting yourself in a space of being uncomfortable, trying to branch out and be that source, that space of the celebration. Thank you so much for providing that environment and also being that it, that voice in that particular part of town, right? Helping people to understand the transitions, just as we talked about, Rainy. Um, and I'm not from Philly, so I definitely can't go into um, detail just off the top of my head. But, you know, we all know the history just associated with the city, period, along with that particular neighborhood um, being a light of diversity and helping, like you said, you know, who would have thought we would have went to Fishtown and saw Black excellence? You know, some people would say that years ago. So that is just Harry's Bookshop. Continue to do the work. You're doing an amazing job. And we're so happy that we could celebrate with you. I also, just like you said, it was just a very good feeling that day overall. Even with the rain, I was so happy my hair was braided. <laughs> Woo! Right? <laughs> That was great because that that was another like that could have been a party stopper right there. It could have been the end. To see you guys still out and about, and I didn't see like a whole lot of umbrellas. People were just like, "It's fine." That that's something that always gets me about the East Coast, like West Coast, when it rains for like the twenty minutes it does. Everyone has their umbrellas, you know, their big umbrellas, and we're like, "Oh, we, you know, hiding." Like, and I just people are like, "Or I'm just gonna walk." Yes, I, I need to be. I, I need to be kind of showered off from all of this dampness anyway. Yes, <laughs> yeah. that was kind of that was kind of interesting to see and fun. Oh yeah, we don't play when it comes to like changes of temperature. You still have things to do. So like Temple Days, I remember that. Shout out to my Temple House. Temple Days, we would be like it would literally be like somebody just kept filling up a bucket and just pouring it on your head, pouring it on your head, pouring it on your head. And you just walk to class like, that's okay. I don't even remember what we did with all that wet stuff when we got to class, but all I know is that we got there. Next thing is <laughs> snow. Literally, people are busting their behinds as they're walking down the street trying to get to class, but they still get there. You're limping on your way in because yeah. most of us were, well, I mean, all of us were young at that time, but I mean, we're still young, but anyway, I digress. So yeah, <laughs> we didn't have on the right footwear. And I mean, granted, then again, those snow piles were huge. So yeah, we, when it comes to weather, we still have to get out there. And uh, I am very confused at your perspective on weather from a lot of the different things that you said about California, the fires is like, you guys go in a fire. You will still commit to moving in a fire. But it rained. <laughs> we you can't. said no. No. Okay. It rains and we're like, it's the end of the world. Yes. We're all going to die. I mean, it, like I said, I brought some Philadelphia weather here. It's like muggy out here. And we had a thunderstorm and it rained for like 20 minutes. And like, I'm already looking on the news, like car accidents all over the place. We don't I, I'm better at driving because I lived in the East Coast for a while. So I, I learned like, you know, you can't freak out like that. But no, here in California, um, you know, we have freeways and our, and that's, you know, one of the things that I noticed was different. Like our freeways are really big. You know, you have mm -hmm. six, seven, eight lanes and people speed, like, you know, going 90, 100 is not abnormal for Californians we drive with lead wow pipe. and I'm driving like 55 I'm like it's a speed trap Rainy. 
No. She's got to go 55. And right? You know the spot, Blue. I see you laughing. Right. And no, a cop will pull you over out here because you are holding the rest of traffic up. Like, wow. But in the rain, people will still drive that fast, but then people will slow down to like 30 miles an hour on the same freeway. Like, so that's problematic. And then also, like I was saying, we don't get a lot of rain. So when it rains, all the oil from the ground comes up, but it never has a chance to get washed away. So our roads do get kind of slick. So we just, yeah, it, well, that's why we live in Southern California because we just, any sort of inclement weather, we're like, we don't know what to, we don't know what to do. We freak out, except fires. Apparently. Right. Okay. <laughs> Y'all are like, like, hell, let's drive towards it. See how, <laughs> See how many people are there. And what they're doing while they're there, will I be able to withstand it? Like <laughs> a little bit of 20 minutes of rainfall? Absolutely not. This is our hell. <laughs> exactly. Call that hell. Call that hell. For real. I'm glad you you know what? Yeah. And That's eventually when they that just part went- of California is gonna just drop off one day. Right. Like, fuck y'all. Here's your last earthquake. You're out. Right. We're all waiting for it because then I'll have beachside property. I'm right along that fault line. So I'm like, go see you right. later, Orange County. Right. <laughs> now right. it's San Bernardino County. Right. <laughs> Real quick, one thing I want to talk about Philadelphia sports fans. Oh my God. I oh told my- you. Oh my God. I did not, I was not expecting that on the radio. I was shook. I was like, what, what is happening right now? <laughs> Tell us about it. We don't play any games. I mean, we already know what you're talking about. We're kind of like, what you got to say? What, what, what <laughs> you got to say? Spit it out. Yeah. But Rainey tell was us. here. Rainey was here for the seventh game of the 76ers in the playoffs. It was a home game, 76ers versus the Hawks. Everyone thought we should have won this game and the series and then for it to be seventh game, everyone thought we were going to win. We didn't win. And I said to Rainey, put on the sports radio tomorrow. You're going to hear some shit. And he was like one guy who was like, Ben Simmons better not go get a cup of coffee. It was shit got real. <laughs> right, right. I could not. I was like, do you guys like your sports teams? Because it doesn't sound like it. Oh, my God. Like, I, I have never heard of anything like that like people calling it i'm listening to the radio host where they didn't have any heart no heart they were just empty vessels just vacant i was like oh my god they're like and and this guy missed the easiest thing you could possibly do in basketball i'm like i was like liz does this person play basketball is he like a former player she's like no right i've never played right (laughs) we are the epitome of i can talk about my mama but you can't yeah, like we are literally. If that was a person that is Philadelphia sports fans, I could not believe it. I was like, if anybody dared talk about Kobe Bryant and the Lakers like that, even if they had a shit game, I'm like, yeah, you know, they didn't do great. Like they had a hard time, but you'd get your teeth knocked in talking about Kobe like that or any of our players. Like there's no way people. And I was just listening, and I was like, I cannot. Yeah, that guy was like, he better not go get a cup of coffee. I was like, is that, is that a threat? <laughs> like, what is yeah, that? Promise. Right? They said, like, you know, they can take that whole team can go to Portland for all we care. Like, right. Wow. Hey. Real. 
Don't cut us off at a light. It's a rain. <laughs> and, and, and the thing that got me was, I was like, oh man, like, you know, did they get blown out? And I looked up the score and it was like 106 to 96. I was like, it's 10 points. Try harder. <laughs> yourself together and try harder. We did not come out here to watch that type of behavior, you know? Try harder. Get it, get it together because we want to see excellence. All never mind. I'm not even going to go into that. I was about to do exactly what you were talking about. Although we can't seem to continue on with that excellence it, with consistency. But anyway, <laughs> sorry, I digress. That that's just the side. It just comes out. Try harder. That's the epitome. I could not. I. It was funny. My mom texted me that night, and she's like, "Hey, Rainy." Um. I'm just watching the news and the 76ers who are Philadelphia team just lost game seven and they're in Philadelphia and their fans are not happy. So please be very careful. Like, you know, maybe don't be out at the bars tonight or make sure you're wearing the right colors, like whatever, or, or just stay at home. She was like, they're, they're not happy. She's like, your father says that they're very unhappy and they can get a little rowdy. So, you know, maybe just stay in tonight. texted me from California watching this happen on and she's like oh my god my kid is out there (laughs) right right that is hilarious yeah I guess that's just us I told Liz that she's like she's right (laughs) she's just like yeah (laughs) I was dying it was so funny it's true I mean I literally like I remember not too long well it was a little while ago you know we had all that crazy snow someone was like they kind of slid into the person in front of them at a stop sign they got out they both got out they fought and then they like just talked about it and then they got back in their cars and they pulled off some things you just gotta handle a little aggressively sometimes Philly you know that's what we do no I'm joking again said I'm not from Philly cut no I'm joking (laughs) and it's true I mean like even both of you I saw little bits of like other personalities of both of you come out a little bit too. Like we were out and, you know, we were drinking and we were waiting for blue to come back from the restroom. And I wasn't looking forward. Liz was looking behind me and this drunk guy comes up and like puts his arm around me. And Liz is like, no, like she points at him like a dog. Like, no, no. I thought for a second she was talking it to me and I was like, okay, got it. <laughs> and he's like drunk and he's like, why are they so mean? And she's like, yeah, that's right. I'm mean. Keep it walking. <laughs> it was like that energy though. I think more women need to have that kind of energy. Like, especially going out and about Liz was like, I will fuck you up if I have to. No matter <laughs> that Liz and I are like the same height. Right? <laughs> she was like, We're going to do this. And I got like, you might be my superhero. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta cool. be able to channel it. Shout out to Operation Plant Foot. We participated in their Juneteenth event. It was at La Esperanza Garden in Camden, New Jersey. Full disclosure, we know uh, Operation Plant Foot very well, but we were extremely happy to participate in their first Juneteenth event. It was about microgreen and it centered on Fannie Lou Hammer and food injustice. So that was also like definitely a highlight up there, going to the garden and learning about the different microgreens. And in fact, there was like a demonstration where you could go home 
with your, your own little tray of broccoli microgreens, but definitely, and definitely if you're white, this isn't your holiday to celebrate. So if you didn't do it this year, consider volunteering or in some way supporting a black run organization on Juneteenth. Like there the opportunities are out there if you just look for it. But thank you for letting us be a part of that event. That was amazing. If you are in the New Jersey Camden area every Saturday, uh, you can come out to La Esperanza's garden and volunteer. So if you're into food justice, go further. That was really awesome to see that too. And what a beautiful community garden. You know, what I loved the most about it was the ingenuity of that community. You know, I think you had told me something about another township had dumped tires and trash into that area and they did the coolest thing. They repurposed them. They painted them these beautiful colors and they made them into planters. I took so many pictures and I was showing my kids like, look at how cool this was. They took a bad thing and made it something gorgeous and like a center talking piece. I like, I have like eight pictures of tires filled with plants because they're so beautiful and walking in and the beautiful benches that they made. And there's gorgeous murals in there. And I mean, it was awesome. And just watching people come in off the street, like, Hey, what are you guys doing over here? And coming in and talking um, and, and the host being so all of the hosts being so generous with their time and explaining what everything meant and making sure that we had a good idea of what was going on. Like I thought it was such an amazing event. And I mean, talk about just the epitome of taking care of your community. It was, it was amazing. I was so, so happy that I got to be there and see that for myself. It, it, it meant a lot. It meant a lot to see. We've been talking a lot this weekend about not staying in your lane, but doing things in your lane knowing where your strengths are, where your gifts are, where your power is and moving the social justice movement while you were in your lane, right? It's not necessary for all of us to be doing everything. And we all have different specialties. So walking in and seeing that specialty, teaching African-Americans, teaching black people how to be sustainable. If they're not going to go and give you grocery stores or fresh fruit, we'll teach you how to do it yourself. So you don't have to rely on them. What a beautiful lane, right? I can't keep plants alive for anything. That would not be a good lane for me to get into because I would have <laughs> people eating stuff like, what is this? I'm like, I don't know. I found the seeds here in this, over here. I don't know what you're eating. I don't know how to take <laughs> care of it. Um, it's green. Nope, it's dead. Okay, right? Like my, just to let you know just how much of a green thumb I don't have, my <laughs> son for the last day of school, he had a flower to give me a rose. So his teacher came in and was like, yeah, uh, your son was really, really adamant that you can't keep plants alive. <laughs> yeah. And then one of my other students, he saw a student give me a succulent. And he says to this student, my mom will kill that. <laughs> Did and they he, not give it to you? No, they still gave it to me. And <laughs> my student's like, show well, you. Yeah, my, I'll right? show you. <laughs> my student was like, it's a succulent. She can't kill it. My son was like, mm, okay, I don't think that's the case. I've watched this woman. The only thing she can keep alive are her children. Right. <laughs> so doing microgreens would not be in my lane to teach people, but what a wonderful and powerful resource that Operation Plant Foot was giving to people and teaching. I felt like at the end of that, I could do that. Very simple, very, very simple stuff. And I was like, 
I could not kill this, right? Like it made me feel really empowered. Like I could grow my own food. That's so right. It was awesome. Operation Plantfoot is run by my partner and he also did the Red Dove uh, theme song. That's him on the bass. So he is one of Blue's best friends. He is part of this community, this pod of social justice and Sue and happy Father's Day. Super shout out to you, TJ. You killed it this weekend. Such yes. a job. It was awesome. It really was a great event. As soon as I pulled up, I felt good. I mean, and just like you said, every I think everyone that entered felt really, really empowered from learning, um, sharing, really just like being in a space. I know I am such a, uh, I don't even know what I, maybe I just should not even try to loop myself in a category, but I'll put it like this. Being outside and, you know, sometimes just connecting with the earth, it helps you to feel feel connected feel grounded and feel begin like you're saying to understand ways that you can contribute even okay so let's think about the kids that were there I didn't see any electronics you know like those are big things when we think about the transition that we're moving through right now and um even having freedom of thought looking at so for example observing even a baby playing with the one of the little windmills right like being able to be in a space where you are literally connecting with the dirt, seeing what's happening with that dirt, seeing what's happening with the air, taking in the sun. Although it was hot, it was very, very hot. Um, <laughs> be clear. Let's yes. be clear. Yes. Yes. Hot. <laughs> it was hot. But um, I'm like, I'm like a sundial. I will just like slightly move ever so slightly and stay in the shade, like at right. all costs. <laughs> right. It's hard though in the cities because you have that that concrete. It's almost like, but that's the beautiful thing about like again going to that for the city that that um having the opportunity to be in just like we're sharing, you know, a different space, a space that you may not regularly spend time in. And it seemed like there were even some people that were just like walking by that popped in. And also like the babies, that's one thing that excites me the most is seeing kids really diving into it and being a part in and kids using that term loosely, but also focusing on the younger children because you know they are the future and just being a part of something like that causes you to think about things from a different perspective. I talk about that a lot when I think about traveling to other spaces, whether it's in this country or outside of the country, things that I'm just not, um, that are not of my norm because of where I live geographically. I would even say almost like limiting access based upon that, right? And and even um, when we think about if things are equitable. So really being able to have those conversations through action, right, with children, um, by them being able to see it and not necessarily have to hear all those umbrella terms, but really like understanding how this directly impacts them. Um, even learning about, um, you know, their compost and all of those things and how they use all of these things to keep the garden going. It was right. really, really great. And, you know, seeing like Blue was saying, it was beautiful to see the kids running around, but then also seeing young 20 somethings taking leadership roles, like stepping into like, this is also us. And then also seeing people in their sixties and seventies coming in, you know, this intergenerational, multi-generational 
beauty of taking care of each other and taking care of, you know, being wardens for the planet and being wardens for each other and, and supporting each other. That was beautiful. I mean, we saw like Blue was saying babies, but we also saw, you know, people who were, you know, in the twilight years and all of them in this beautiful space on Juneteenth was the power in that was immeasurable. It just like, it felt like a light inside of me. I mean, part of it might've been because it was so hot, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but for real, it was a beautiful thing to experience and you could feel it. That's the biggest thing. You could feel the excellence in that garden. You could feel the excellence in Harriet's bookstore. You could feel the excellence everywhere you went in Philadelphia. And that was just something that I'm not used to seeing so much of it with so many different people and doing their own things to move the movement along. Like I said, like people in their own lanes, but doing really important, really powerful work using their strengths. It was, I came home just totally fired up, like juiced up. Like I said a couple of times, I was like, I'm juiced up on Juneteenth power. Like I'm ready, for that, <laughs> right? I'm, I wish somebody would. I might also borrow a little bit of the Philadelphia attitude with me. So we'll see how this goes, right? There yeah. you go. Right? I wish somebody back. would. There you go. That's straight up Philly. Right. New Jersey, gonna, gonna all those back, things. I'm going to come back into my spaces and people are like, whoa, whoa. I, I just wanted to know if you want to cheese with that. But now you're, now you're talking about cutting. I don't understand. (laughs) That was a lot, Rainy. This is what happened. (laughs) Juneteenth in Philadelphia happened. Right. (laughs) We are charged. We are charged up. It is awesome though. I feel amazing. And thank you both for hosting me and for taking me around and Liz for driving me around even though you let me borrow your car, I could not do it. <laughs> Those highway systems were just a lot. You better know where you're going. You have no yes. time. Yeah. And and you guys write paragraphs on your signs. Like I'm trying to read Moby Dick, trying to figure out where I'm supposed to go. And I got 200 feet to make a decision. <laughs> where am I? Like, why didn't you put this sign a quarter of a mile back so I could right. be myself where I need to be like, nope, here it is. Figure it out. Read it yep. all. I'm like, I'm an English teacher and I could not read that fast. And I'm like, right. and I'm so afraid of like being that person and then being honked at and yelled at. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> so yeah, that's definitely real. I think with this, this highway signs that <laughs> we have. So, and it's like, you better make a decision quick. I've definitely hit that point. Cause we do have, I mean, I don't know what your road rage is like over there, but Jersey is crazy. Like we have some serious, I've been, I want to say a victim of it, even though I was the aggressor. Um, (laughs) It it came over me. I did not realize I was being, you know, taken over by the road rage demon, but it definitely happens. Like stopped outside. I mean, it was kind of somebody's house, but it wasn't their, it wasn't their house per se. Right. What happened was, let me just explain it. They stopped in the middle of the street. I have to go to work too, right? So like we did have to have a conversation a little bit about it. It was really early in the morning. It did not go well. Probably both of our mornings got off to a rough start. And, you know, we got it back together. But yes, I'm glad that you did make it through without, you didn't, so you didn't get any, you didn't get flipped off or anything like that. I didn't look. 
Okay, cool, cool, cool. Wise decision. I've gotten beeped at for like slow for like stop like or slowing down at a yellow. Like what the fuck are you doing? Da, 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 da. Yes. Yeah, yeah you uh, definitely know. You guys with them daggone kids. Yeah. Get off. <laughs> <laughs> And they will cross into, they will cross into the intersection before you are out. Yeah. No, in California, you can't do that. You'll get in trouble for that. But like, I'd be walking and I'm like, sir, you were right behind. I felt your car whoosh past me. Right. My dress is going to get caught under the tire. That's a little close. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was hard, like making those snap. And the, the thing I think about the difference between the West Coast and the East Coast is like, there's a lot more room for error on the West Coast. Like if I make an error, suddenly I'm in a different state. Yes. <laughs> you know? I'm like, wait, what? Why am I in Delaware? Yes. <laughs> like, yes. How do, I, how do I get back? And, and driving, I never took for granted left turns until <laughs> going to New Jersey, where New Jersey is like, fuck them left turns. It's Zoolander up in this bitch. I was just like, why doesn't anybody like making? You have to, you have to make a right and go over. I was just U turns, and it's like white sign on the far right it says all turns so if you're not familiar it's like you try to make that left nope you do a u-turn come up around to a light and then do it yeah we don't like left turns i don't know why <laughs> it's because people can't drive i think that's a lot of it and i think the other part is too we don't have time to wait like you're saying like about you know there being room for error we don't have because there's so many people within such small spaces like you have to hurry up and take your turn and get out of Dodge because, you know, even like with the whole idea of slowing down at a yellow. Yeah, because there are so many people behind you that could have went. That is so selfish. Like that's my immediate response. How dare you not risk your life going through that yellow light when you know that I have somewhere to go, which is probably just the McDonald's across the light. But still, there were many of us that could have rode through that yellow light with you if you wouldn't have you hit rainy. those. Yes, if you wouldn't hit those daggone brakes. Don't hit those <laughs> brakes. We don't want to see those lights. Keep it going. Oh my god! So you keep going too, and like definitely take a rest. This work is not easy. Definitely self care and like get away disconnect unplug have real conversations sometimes thank you rainy thanks for coming out and visiting us it was a blast we had such a great time thank you so much thank you for having me like i said this will i will remember that trip for the rest of my life it was amazing i just uploaded on my facebook and it's like 120 pictures i've uploaded nice i nice. So thank you guys so much for taking me into under your wings and showing me around and and thank you for the sisterhood it was huge it was beautiful awesome i'm glad we got to share it with you until next time <laughs> <laughs>